Hello everyone. Welcome to the Weekly Talks, the EQ Talks with experts. In today's show, I have with me Dr. Frank Hagenow, CSP, psychologist, business coach, author and an international keynote speaker from Germany. The focus of today's conversation is going to be on trust. Dr. Frank, welcome and I'm glad to have you on the show. Um, yes. <laughs> thank you thank you for the invitation thanks for having me you're a renowned global speaker and uh, csp is like very small percentage of the global speakers have uh, achieved this csp title you hold a phd in psychology uh, tell us about your journey from uh, your first career to the the world of psychology and the coaching uh, the, the mind games <laughs> Uh, yeah, as as you might know, in, in my my former life, I had been a driving instructor, and I run several uh, driving schools in in uh, Germany. Um, and um, what I mostly disliked was this gap between the the wise and clever teacher and the stupid uh, um, student um, who's not even able to to drive a car. And and so um, I really really um, early. Um, tried to get into this um, seminar business to meet people uh, on an eye level and so uh, this was the first step to get out of my fir first business and uh, then I uh, discovered uh, communication psych psychology um, and uh, I was really really triggered by that so uh, the idea came up to to study psychology again yeah and that's uh, that's what finally happened and so um, I worked for a long long time as a um, freelance um, trainer and coach and uh, also um, as a manager for for a company for uh, uh, medical and psychological um, diagnoses and uh, yeah so and now I'm uh, speaking on leadership uh, as you know and I wrote the book uh, about leading without mind games um, so having an approach from the psychological uh, perspective that's very interesting journey, Dr. Frank. Your book's title also is very interesting, Leadership Without Mind Games. Leadership is all about driving results, right? Uh, now, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of curious to know uh, more about uh, the book uh, before actually we get into our, uh, our topic of uh, today's conversation. Uh, when I get requests from managers or from uh, executives, uh, there is often uh, the, the sometimes hidden, sometimes obvious question, um, do you have any tricks, psychological tricks for us to uh, get our people or employees better on track at, um, and uh, have some some um, advantage from it and um, and so uh, there is this idea of trying to manipulate people in order to get an advance and uh, my approach is okay uh, this might work once or twice but on a long-term perspective you would be even more successful uh, if you do not use uh, manipulation and psychological trickery see leaders are focused on success uh, and uh, it is it is logical to expect them 
to be ethical and decent to bring about the results correct yes sometimes you are uh, successful and and people uh, do not uh, necessarily behave logically uh, but people always behave psychologically and so it's about understanding uh, these psychological patterns which which drive us to do sometimes unhealthy or even dangerous uh, things for instance people uh, are smoking or, or taking drugs uh, and they stay in unhealthy relationship uh, relationships although they know uh, this is uh, not the best way uh, to handle things um, and but it's mostly because they they have a supposed benefit uh, of it on on a short short term sure doctor i have uh, i mean i watched the video of uh, your book launch uh, in your website and uh, uh, now i'm just kind of very eager to uh, pick a copy of it and then read through all the experiences that you have shared i think you you put in a lot of case studies into the book uh, you know to uh, uh, explain all this and i can't learn german now to read it <laughs> i think you do not have to because there will be an english uh, edition uh, soon and uh, i would be happy to send you one of a copy thank you very much yeah you're welcome so so uh, moving on uh, to on the the topic uh, doctor like uh, uh, see the, the winning over the people with ethics and fairness this is like uh, um, i found the trust is one thing that you know when i with, with my programs and i work with my clients and then this one thing that keeps coming up uh, again and again um, they don't like uh, it, it's always you know people leave companies because of people when you actually uh, drill down then it actually comes down to uh, some kind of a misunderstanding and then again uh, if you are uh, domain the psychology of communication i mean somewhere it breaks down right so in this context how would you define trust uh, uh, dr frank um yeah let me just um get to your point before I, I talk about trust i think this is this is really really important what what you mentioned because companies are are doing uh, a lot um to uh, brush up their images in in the public view and um they are spending a lot lot of money on that and uh, people are attracted by the companies and the images of the companies and so uh, um when they get there and uh, they work with the company or for the company company um that's uh, the first step but if they are leaving the company it's always or, or almost always uh, because of one uh, particular uh, manager or executive um who scared them away by by behaving in in a way uh they they uh feel mistreated they feel uh, not valued and so uh this is the reason why why uh, people leave so they are attracted by companies but they are leaving executives okay and you asked for a, a definition uh, of trust right yes yes yeah um 
well, this is a really, really uh, complex concept, but uh, to, to break it down or maybe on, on one or two ideas, I think it's about the, the subjective conviction we have or people have that, that the actions and opinions or even statements of other people are right, um, are true, um, are honest. And so it's about um, being reliable or being um, held as reliable. And it's about truth and honesty. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think that's it's, it's like more of, uh, uh, I know, in, in um, uh, uh, do you think this is like this definition? I mean, even though, like, we, we, as you rightly said, like it is a very complex uh, thing. Like, how, where do you start? There is, is there a scientific definition? Probably not. But as uh, subjective and uh, depending on the the context, right? Like, is it like between employee and an employer, or is it from a boss and a uh, uh, you know the team member? Or is mm. it a father and a daughter, or is it a, between spouses? You know, husband and wife. Yep. I think the, depending on the context, we the definition could. Yes, of course. But um, if you ask people about trust, they all have a certain imagination what trust is, and it's all about um, that I can rely on you, on your actions, or on your products, or whatever. This is this is quite essential for uh, often for doing business because um, in business it's about personal relationships yeah um, there are no, no companies dealing with each other there are always people uh, doing business with each other and so so trust is a really really essential essential factor in in business for instance uh, even even if uh, i only want to buy a chewing gum um, I have to trust you as a company who produces these these uh, chewing gums, and if I do not trust you, um, I won't even buy a chewing gum from you. That's that's a very interesting uh, point, uh, Doctor. Because see, I I mean I might not have interacted with any of the company personals. It's like, uh, and then I probably would see, or I would have heard about it, or I would just see. Uh, a particular packaging of a product or uh, so so basically the trust uh, can it be uh, said that trust can be developed based on perception also or perception uh, also yeah yes of course uh, it's it's about the uh, <clears throat> the own uh, opinion so uh, think of the uh, president of the united states there are people who believe he's the best president ever and there are people who uh, think quite the opposite and so um, there is this personal perception what might be right um, or wrong understand understand yes yes uh, now i know when you you have traveled to many countries and then uh, you have coached people from different uh, uh, organizations and then even those those organizations have people from different cultures uh, do you do you think uh, culture uh, plays an important role in uh, uh, developing trust yeah <clears throat> i think there the markets um, globally there are different but um, I think there is 
coming back to the source, um, there is a strong inner longing for trustful and reliable relationships within us humans and this is uh, um, to be found all over the, the, the cultures, all over the countries. Um, this is something obviously as a human race which which uh, connects us all over uh, uh, the the globe. Okay, so 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 basically, uh, okay, if if I, I I understand correctly, I mean, so you have, I mean, as a as a human being, irrespective of the culture, we have uh, uh, it does play a role, but there is a there is a small barrier that has to be uh, broken to to everyone is. Uh, uh, human that is like uh, you know there is an inherently uh, mm. or subconscious level uh, uh, trust that comes you know from the uh, from our ancestors and you know through our yeah. genes and all those things but still when when uh, when we are grown you know when we are growing in different uh, parts of the country like you know i go from uh, say a city to a, a rural area right uh, even though no, we are all like uh, uh, human beings, still there would be a there would be a layer of uh, this cultural aspect that would be there before uh, anyone from that rural area would be uh, trusting you in terms of like you know uh, see for example I'm I'm uh, I'm going to a, a place where I go and give training uh, mm -hmm. it's like usually we give training for two or three days time <clears throat> now people don't open up on the day one. But on the mm -hmm. day two, they have they open up a little bit more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Longer you, uh, you work with them, and basically nothing has changed. Nothing has changed uh, from the way that I exhibit, uh, the way that I have grown. I mean, basically, you know, uh, if, if you are from city and then you are going there to a, mm -hmm. you know different parts. So basically, this extension can be thought of uh, one country to another country, or one uh, uh, say uh, one particular. Uh, uh, race to another race, you know, all these aspects, right? So there is a there is an element of uh, yeah, there is a culture that I am exposed to a different culture, and then you are exposed to a different culture. Now, for us to form trust uh, between us, there is a there is a layer in between that, irrespective of this culture. That's what I was meaning. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I think I understand now, and um, this um, means you have also uh, to reflect on your environment. So, for instance, rural or urban area, but also uh, the the working the working culture or your the culture of your company. Um, think of uh, a person being gay, for instance, um, and uh, the person lives in New York, for instance. Uh, it's quite easy to be a drag queen in New York, yeah. But um, if you are a, a priest in the Vatican and you are gay, and um, you like to uh, go for uh, the next pope uh, position, maybe you would be a little reluctant without your uh, sexual orientation there, and so there is always this uh, adaption between ourselves and our inner wishes and longings and what is possible in our environment in our culture when it comes to the organization right do they do they um, uh, from your experience in uh, uh, coaching these uh, organizations 
how how do they see how they benefit because of this trust and you know how the what are all the benefits that uh, an organization can gain by uh, you know by creating an environment where you know everyone can trust and uh, what would be the benefits for the leaders also mm-hmm. like you know how how would the organization benefit uh, from creating a trust uh, uh, trustful uh, environment yeah and what is the takeaways or what is the uh, you know the benefits for the leaders also mm. I, I think there are different different aspects. Uh, for instance, it's about money. Uh, when we are talking about uh, business, it's all about uh, always about money and uh, and earning money and um, being being uh, on a prosperous way. Um, and there is a, a case study um, in in Germany. Um, I think two years ago, uh, made by by the guys of Gallup, and and they discovered um, that. Uh, there there is a 105 billion euros loss 105 billion euros loss in every year in only in germany because of unhappy people um, and this is quite a really uh, big amount of money um, executives and companies are um, uh, are leaving on the table uh, because unhappy people they are perform uh, performing poorly maybe they are more often uh, sick maybe they are in a kind of inner inner um, regression um, and uh, inner resistance and uh, this is um, this is something you um, it's hard to measure um, but of course your your company isn't uh, that successful and the other thing is um, even even managers profit from um, dealing with trustful relationships because it's much easier to to lead people um, when you do not have to uh, control everything when you can rely on your stuff um, and and it's so much easier for 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 them to to lead and um, on the other hand there are there are huge costs for for people who leave the the company because they are unhappy and unsatisfied there because you have to spend a lot of money for recruiting someone else and replacing them um, not knowing whether the next guy or girl will uh, um, be uh, better than the last one and um, this is something you can you can measure uh, it's about one to one and a half annual salaries uh, which it, it costs to replace uh, a person and uh, if you're looking on the executive level uh, this is a really really big amount of money we are talking about the, the damages or the the loss that an organization would be making because of uh, this would be this much but how do you know that this loss is because of trust you know this, that's like a, is it a, is there a you know uh, uh, is there a generic is there a framework that that organization can uh, put in place to make sure that you know uh, this is the trust that has to be built around uh, or how do you how do you pinpoint that this is because of trust 
Yeah, that's that's the problem. Um, you you can't pinpoint that uh, directly, and you can't measure trust in in the way you would like to measure it, like you could measure uh, temperature or whatever. Um, and uh, but this is the uh, something which um, is um, yeah, which you find every time. For instance, if you are selling cars as a company and you will sell a, a car, you don't know what um, finally triggered the, the decision of the, the, the customer to buy the car. Was it some kind of billboard advisement, advertisement they, they saw? Was it a, a, a spot um, in, in the television? Um, was it because of some recommendation? You don't know. Um, and so this is uh, something you have to decide on, on the management level. Um, do we want to be a trustful um, company and do we want to treat our people, our employees, our customers with ethics and decency, um, or are we going uh, on a short-term perspective uh, being successful by any means? I understand. I, understand. I mean, I, I think I mean, this, will, this would be a, a case uh, or examples of all the, the recalls, the car recalls or product recalls. This all will be like, uh, even though they know, I mean, they could always... Uh, could be they could just leave it but uh, still one is the regulatory uh, obligation that they have or regulatory uh, challenges they would face if they don't recall the another thing that a voluntary recall is also uh, an indication to the general people that okay for well, this company when I mean, they are they are careful about uh, you know their uh, uh, products and then their quality so this is indirectly a trust uh, is being generated with these kind of recalls right? even though i'm sure like because of the recalls company would be losing money uh, but in the long run i think they would be gaining uh, uh, the people's trust which again as you rightly said and which cannot be attributed to okay because of uh, you know this recall that has happened uh, there is more sales that is happening but definitely this will be having an impact on the uh, buyer's decisions yes and uh, you can have a look at the stock uh, you can have a look at um, the products uh, companies sell, at uh, their performance, uh, their per uh, perceived um, value in public. And uh, you can also see uh, they are doing a lot of um, being perceived uh, as trustful and uh, of course you have to um, build sexy and and uh, well well manufactured products of course um, but this is something um, people take for granted for instance take the, the uh, take a television there are so many companies bid um, manufacturing television sets um, and if you want to buy a, a new television what cost is your decision in, at the end? Um, is it the price? Is it the uh, the, the technical uh, equipment, or what is it? Uh, there there are studies, and uh, in the end, uh, the, the your, our our head is um, collect, collecting the the, the data, uh, but our gut <laughs> is making the decision. Yeah. So and it's all about emotions. <laughs> yeah. 
and i mean this is this is that is where i think you know the trust uh, when i was just looking at when i was just you know uh, uh, curious and then uh, doing lot of research and studies on this emotional intelligence i think like why emotions i mean you know you have a clear picture these are all the features this amount and then you can easily work out the value okay this is the you know your cost of ownership and then you can easily calculate go for this one but you won't buy that you will buy something slightly you know expensive and then you will come back home with the less dollars in yeah. your packet than a product uh, you know uh, yeah Yeah. Yeah, well I I will give you a short example from from a manager I coached. Uh, he was in in the um in the fashion industry and uh there was this company I won't I won't uh, name the uh, uh, the company now but uh, they were producing um very very highly highly priced um handbags for women. Um, and uh they produce uh for instance each year five handbags um and they sell each for $5000. So this is a really high high price and um they produce only five of them. Uh, what normally happens is they sell three of these fives for 5000 bucks. And now is the question what is going to happen with these two leftovers there and believe it or not these two leftovers they are destroyed they are not sold for a, a, a cheaper price they are not given to a very very uh, uh, highly highly uh, recommended customers or or uh, maybe even employees and they are destroyed to keep the this um, price and the value of the three others up and so um the the psychological mechanism behind it is if you are a woman and you pay or are willing to pay 5000 bucks for a handbag you do not want anybody else uh, out there uh, walking with the same handbag and only paying 2000 bucks or 3000 bucks So this is a really psychological um decision to keep the the value of your products um on on a high level. Okay so that that's very interesting question. Thank you for sharing that uh, I think this is like uh, probably the uh, psychology behind making the limited edition uh products right? Yeah and and on a short term perspective you might you might decide oh there are these two left uh, handbags and we can uh, sell them on a on a lower price and we can make another 10000 uh, dollars with these two uh, or or let's say 5000 dollars but this would also be a very very short sighted um, um perspective um and and you will lose money on the long term understand understand So so I mean you you mentioned that you know, uh, earlier and then uh, rightly so that trust cannot be measured like not with uh, any uh, uh, tool like kind of a thermometer or like with uh, some other meter uh, but how do you are there are there ways in which we can uh, guide uh, uh, people guide uh, managers to develop trust in uh, you know or making them trustworthy 
Yeah, uh, you're, you're perfectly right. It's, it's difficult to measure trust and it gets even worse. You can't build trust actively. So that's the problem uh, because trust is something which arises within your counterpart and it, it grows uh, there if your counterpart decides that you are trustworthy and you have earned the trust. So trust couldn't, can't be um, built trust only can be earned and and this is uh, something um, you can't you can't influence actively but uh, you can um, take care of good good circumstances like uh, having a tree in your garden for instance um, you can't do actively anything to 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 uh, um, to increase the speed of growing, for instance. You can't pull on the grass to, to, to keep it growing faster. Um, but you can take care of the environment, you can uh, take care of water and uh, sunlight and so. In, and in this healthy and um, and a beneficial environment, uh, your tree and, so to speak, trust, can can grow and so um my advice uh, for for executives in in the first place is um if you want to build trust avoid everything which destroys trust because trust is is something it it, it takes sometimes it takes a lifetime um to to um, to earn trust and it only takes a blink of an eye to destroy it forever and so this is something um you can keep in mind and uh, and the other thing is avoid to manipulate uh, to to avoid to manipulate people and to um, to trick them by by psychological um, mind games. Actually, that's that's a brilliant and a simple advice I have received ever on how to develop trust. Like, uh, <laughs> don't uh, I mean if you don't know how to develop trust, don't do something that that destroys trust. <laughs> there, there is this this small anecdote of Michelangelo. You you know Michelangelo, this this famous painter and and sculptor of the Renaissance, um, who who uh, made this beautiful David, uh, which is which is exhibited in in Florence, and um, and uh, they say um, he was asked um, how. Are you able to create from a from a marble stone, from a block of marble, these these beautiful uh, sculptures? And he said, uh, "This this uh, beautiful sculpture is already there in this block, and I only have to uh, put away the things around it." Uh, so, um, this is also um, a really really nice nice way uh, to look at things uh, thinking of you only have to to avoid um, things which are um, which are not bringing you to your final goal actually it's, it's noteworthy and quote worthy also i think i'll create a quote on uh, dr frank and then i just put this up and then send it to you <laughs> 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 okay uh, uh, Doctor, another probably the kind of the last uh, question I would say. 
see this this trust i mean uh, you know we have seen this in the settings of uh, organizations and then uh, you know we see the the business value we always like attach uh, what is the what is the business loss that we are making because of uh, uh, you know if you don't have trust in an organization now if you extend this uh, how would it be in the personal life you know because trust is a, i mean even though uh it's not like a nine to five is your office time and then after five o'clock in the evening you don't have to be you know trustworthy kind of thing so this this has to be extended in the personal life also how do you see this trust uh, uh in the personal life uh, setting yes as you said this is nothing you can switch on uh, at eight o'clock in the morning and switch off when you uh, go home and leave the office uh, this is uh, more about a personal um, uh, positioning yourself and it's about um, a personal statement um, which you have or you have not and um, it's it's quite easy to be honest and be decent and be um, reliable if everything works fine so if you are earning a lot of money if your company is uh, doing well uh, that's not uh, so difficult to be honest and decent uh, the difficulty and that's the, um, the reason why i uh, am often called by managers is when uh, things get tough when you're in stormy weather um, when you're fearing uh, for your existence then staying uh, decent and then sticking to uh, being um, an honorable person and reliable person that's that's really really hard and so um, my my approach is often to to help companies or executives to make the right decisions even in um, in really tough times and difficult situations all right uh thank you thank you doctor and that brings us to the end of this conversation thank you very much thank you uh, once again for your wonderful uh, uh, time and the uh, sharing your insights on this uh, topic uh, doctor thanks for having me ambu it was my pleasure that was dr frank hagenow csp from germany with me in the weekly talk show thank you for tuning into the weekly talk show wishing you a great week ahead